What's going on, you guys? This is Johnny with Johnny's Pizza, and this is the Dope Show. And I am here with the man. This guy, Salvatore, is the grub fire. <laughs> if you haven't heard of him, you need to. Because he's killing it on Instagram, killing it on Twitter, killing it on Facebook, killing it across the world. What's up, my man? What's going on, bro? How are you doing today? Dude, I'm feeling fantastic. Excellent. But more to the point, how are you feeling, bro? Yo, I'm good. I'm feeling I'm feeling fed. So, you know, that always means I'm feeling good. And, uh, you know, just living life. I can't complain. Heading off to Sicily on uh, Thursday. So it should be fun. Dope, man. So I'll probably I'll probably end up missing you. We're going to be in New York the day after Easter. So I was hoping maybe we'd cross paths, but we're going to be up there a lot. So, uh, okay. Yeah, we're going to be up there. Yeah, we got some other business to attend to, but we're going to be in the city and I get to see my niece who was just born. So that's sick. Congratulations, um, man. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you, man. But on to food, man. Um, my manager put your profile in front of me, man. I got to say, I love what I see, particularly on Instagram, thank you. obviously. Thank you. Everything's visual now. I love the Italian. I see a ton of Italian influence. I see a ton of sandwiches. Like, those are my things. Like, Italian food and sandwiches are, like, pretty much my main two areas that I love. I love all food. Yeah, it's food category all in itself. Yes, those two things, though, are, like, my mainstay. And I see that a lot of pages I go to don't really dominate Italian food and sandwiches. And yours, you kind of love both of those. So that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been cool trying to pave out what my theme and my um, you know aesthetic is going to be. But hey, it's just kind of where I'm uh, going in life, and I, the camera follows suit, and I just what you see is what you get, you know. I freaking love it, man. So, what's your story, man? When did you when did you get into this? Uh, when did you kind of get into being the grub father? How did that start? Well, I mean, you know, being Italian, it started the day I popped out of my mother's womb. I hear uh, you. <laughs> you know, food has always been part of what we do, who we are, and yep. you know, it's just part of life so growing up loved food loved learning about it i would be in the kitchen with my mom and my grandmas and tasting the food as it came along i would always be the one to like experiment with different recipes and um eventually i I just i want to figure out how i could turn it into something a little more substantial so when i turned 13 i became a busboy from there i became a waiter um i went to college i was a waiter all throughout college got out of school uh, became a marketing director of a tattoo school for like uh, about a month and a half before I realized that, you know, this wasn't what I wanted to be in. I liked marketing, but I missed the food. You know, it was just part of my passion. So I quit that job and I went back to being a waiter and when, I, uh, when I was living out in Brooklyn. And I just so happened to kind of fall into um, a really, really good hands, which was a chef called a uh, chef named Chris Scott. And, you know, he was the executive chef of CNN Time Warner for a while. Sweet. And then he had and he had opened up like a little cafe with his wife in Windsor Terrace, which is where I lived in Brooklyn. So I went to being a waiter there. They had just started a dinner service and it was kind of slow, you know, because uh, they didn't really have a um, they didn't really have the neighborhood that was ready to embrace the food that he was putting out. So, in, the, in you know, in the spare time of not having tables, but, you know, making enough to get by on my rent and um, living wise he would teach me all about food and, you know, culture and how absolutely food goes. So it opened up my eyes to a little bit more outside of Italian food, which was great. Cool. And, um, from there, I, I started doing their social media. Absolutely. Could yeah, maybe I was get, say, you wanted yeah. to put them on steroids because you saw they were struggling like all restaurants do. Not all, but you know, particularly um, something, I apologize for the cough. I'm getting over. Oh, it's all good. That's all my good. fault. But uh, you were, you saw, you saw potential. 
they weren't accepted right away and you wanted to make that better. Yes, exactly. And what we had was we, I started doing their Instagram and we had tables coming in night after night. It got busier and busier. So I would, as the only waiter there, I would ask tables. I said, how did you hear about us? They're like, oh, we follow you on Instagram. And I would say, oh, that's great. I actually run our Instagram. And I had people like get up. They would hug me. They would shake my hand. They were like, we love what you're doing. So I knew I was onto something there. And then um, I went and I got another client and that was some nice extra cash. And then I got another one, another one. And then eventually it became my full-time job and I wound up leaving being a waiter. And uh, now I have a, it's, it, then it turned into a business and now it's a company. Dude, that's freaking awesome. So that's yeah. kind of, it's funny. The correlation is, is I pretty much was knee deep in the restaurant business, always have been, and kind of always embraced the marketing side for myself, for my own restaurants. And it's funny, now we've kind of stemmed into a marketing company, but I've always marketed along the way. Like my passion was marketing second, food and being in business first. Right. So it's kind of funny, like you, you were in a position where you had to, had to help or saw opportunity to help. I've been kind of just doing that along the way because I was in pizza. I was in North Carolina. I have great New York style pizza. There's a ton of people from New York down here now. So I was very well accepted just with the product and was able to kind of grow with service and marketing along the way. So that was, you know, I've been very fortunate in that sense. But you kind of got to start in the trenches a little bit and build a company, too. So that's really cool. Yeah, it was actually right around this time when Instagram was starting to blossom. Um, so I think I got in right at that, like kind of last wave before it became, uh, like a trend to have a food page and have, uh, you know, a profile like that, but you know, that kind of got old really quick, man. It, it's, uh, everybody has a food blog now, you know, everyone and their mom. So yep. you know, that's kind of the, the world that we live in right now is an oversaturated one, especially on Instagram. You have people that, um, and I'm not knocking it at all. I think it's great for people to explore their love of food and be able to share it. And hey, even if you have like 100 followers or 1,000 followers or 10,000 followers, whatever it may be, if that's what fulfills you and gets you feeling good, then, you know, all the power to you. Absolutely. I mean, there, there are regional food blogs. We have one here in the area, Raleigh Food Picks. They like all of your stuff for sure. Oh, that's awesome. And um, I mean, they've helped me grow in our area because they have a local following. So, you know, they're an influencer to our area. You're more of a I would say you're pretty much like a nationwide, almost worldwide influencer. You've traveled all over the world. Uh, I mean, I see some of the play. I mean, I've never even left the country, man. So I'm, oh, wow. I've always been. You got to change that. A, you got to change that. Yeah, I know. I do. I do. Well, I have a family now. So, I mean, we're going to make that happen. We're going to take some trips to Europe and other countries. I just, you know, I'm one of those guys, man. I'm a businessman first. So I feel to me, a missed day is missed dollars. Like, that's how I was raised. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like, I you know. You don't take vacations when you can be making money. And that's kind of, I've always been a hustler. I've always been a grinder. So when I see people turning their career into something on Instagram, like you have, to me, I respect that more than some people might than just beyond the foot, the, the content or kind of your image. I see people applying a hustle and a grind and a monetization of, of a social media profile. I love that more than anything. So like, props to you because you've kind of transcended out of the restaurant world into the food world and you're making a living out of doing it that's awesome man thank you like dude like that's that's kind of my dream but you know i've got three restaurants i got to deal with too so well of course <laughs> but, and you know it's always relative uh it's it's you go down the path you want to go down and eventually other doors will open up to you as you go down that path 
Uh, and it's just a matter of picking the right ones to open. And sometimes you're going to pick the wrong ones. I found, you know, you work being doing what I do. I work with clients across the board, uh, every nationality you can think of. I've worked with them and you learn so much and it, it, you learn so much about how different people are when you talk about food. But you also learn about how similar they are when you talk about food. And I think that's something that has always like inspired me because when I graduated from college, I had degrees in history and international studies and cultural anthropology. And I was like stressing out, you know, I had people that were like, Oh, okay. What are you going to do with that? Have fun being a waiter for the rest of your life. Yeah. And, um, you know, for me to be able to take that love of uh, culture and that love of people and um, the way that people interact with each other and apply that to what I do on a daily basis. For me, that kind of has been like the biggest blessing of my entire life. And um, that's why I, I kind of hate when people tell me like, oh, you got lucky. You know, you got a, you got a following. How'd you do it? And this and that. Because they don't realize that I actually went to school for five years to learn how um, people interact with each other and, and what goes into food and what goes into culture. So, you know, this is something that I've been working for my whole life. And Instagram kind of just like opened that door for me in a wild way. Yeah. And the, and the cool thing is, is that you know way more about culture and food than even your profile or any social media can show. So, and the thing is, is it's, your, your main followers are probably the people who know how to read between the lines. Like I'm looking at some of your content and it's just, it's way better than most. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not this huge food blogger that's looking at every food blog I come across, but yours stands out to me. And I mean, it's, I want to eat the food that's in the pictures and I want to hear about what they are and what the story is behind them. You obviously know that stuff. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. And the other thing too, is I've, I've always kind of wanted to make it, um, so that the grub father was not just a food blog. And that's why if you go onto my page and you read my captions and even some of the photos, um, I try to bring that travel aspect into it. I try to bring uh, the personal touch into it. I think that there's you know, a way for food to be kind of like a open door into a lot of other different things. Um, for instance, like I posted a, a photo of a filet mignon and a molten cheese sandwich. It was incredible. It's from this place called the Rex. Uh, I, I saw that picture. It was like the melted cheese filet burger. Yes. It was amazing. Yeah, exactly. I, and, I was um, like, is that salmon? What is that? And then I looked, I was like, holy crap, that's filet. Yep. It's, it's definitely filet. And it was, it's amazing. But you know, I, even like there, like I told my audience, I said, lately I've been loving how the finer things in life can still be enjoyed casually. Um, and you don't have to get tied up in the idea that you can't have the best of both worlds because life's all about balance. And I thought that the filet mignon kind of like portrayed that really well because here you have a gorgeous filet mignon, but then it's jam-packed in this beautiful bun that's so casual, you know? So I try to kind of use food poetically um, yeah. and try to also weave a story throughout my entire uh, Instagram feed. So it's something that only some people really get. And when they do get it and message me, I'm like, yes, you're awesome. But, um, you know, you, it's a lot of reading between the lines with me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, that's really dope. I worked at a, I worked at a Greek restaurant when I went to Ohio State, where I graduated from. And uh, I had never worked with Greeks before. And they, you know, I was being from PA and being a Philly guy, I was like, they were like, man, we have all this filet left over. And I, I made Philly cheesesteaks. I like chipped up the filet and oh made Philly cheesesteaks with it, like with, with sautéed onions. And it was ridiculous. Dude, I even put, I put cheese language. whiz on it. They were like, what are you doing? I was like, trust me, eat it this way. <laughs> so, but it was, uh, but that's the same kind of thing. It's almost, the food wasn't downgraded. It was just a new way of serving a quality meat. I just think that's dope. Like I like, I like seeing stuff like that. I like creative ideas, you know? Yes, exactly. So what is, what's next for you, man? Like, what are you, are you just going to keep growing and just keep doing your thing? Because you obviously own a marketing company, which I mean, right. you, don't really, you don't really talk about that. I mean, 
How- uh, I've started to kind of weave it in a little bit. Um, I try, I'm trying to, you know, because I do want to inspire people to be entrepreneurs and to chase yeah. um, whatever dream they have. I always tell people that you don't have to necessarily turn it into a full-time job and you might not even make a dollar on it for the first six to 12 months, yep. but just get it started. Look at something that you're passionate. This is like, if anyone is even like listening to this and, and can take anything from me, I would always say like, if you want to truly feel fulfilled, identify a few things that you're passionate about, find a way that you could one day monetize them and just start, you know, working at it on your spare time. Because whenever you're able to uh, kind of go down a route that you're passionate about, you realize that you want to do more, right? Because you're passionate about it and you're, and you enjoy it. So the more that you put into it, it, it becomes like a, a, a hobby, but at the same time, it's also work. And I think that's why I've been able to kind of grow at the, the rate that I have because I'm so passionate about what I do, you know? It's uh, something that really makes my soul go on fire when I'm I'm able to take a picture that tells a story or if I'm in a destination and I'm able to document a cuisine or a people or a culture. To me, like, it's like a dream coming true. So I I never want to stop getting that feeling. And I just encourage people to chase that feeling at all costs. Well, yeah, and the funny thing is your schooling led you to be, in a way, led you to to do that, even though, I mean, it was your passion, but people were kind of judging your, you know, your college background and you ended up using it fully. Right. With, exactly. With something you love. So it's like, yeah, I made the right decision, folks. <laughs> well, I would go so far, honestly, Johnny, to say that today travel bloggers and food bloggers to an extent, as long as they're not just posting, you know, uh, your typical like fluff cheese poles and, you know, uh, mindless stuff. The people that are really going a little bit deeper and exploring the idea of cuisine and culture and destinations and what goes into the real um, elements of the destinations, these are modern day anthropologists without even realizing it. These are people that are exploring culture, anthropology and sharing it with the world in a way that the History Channel or, um, you know, Discovery Channel were not able to do. They weren't able to capture that young audience. But now here we are in this new digital age where people themselves are becoming the ambassadors for these places without even realizing it. Yeah, that's, dude, awesome, dude. I mean, I, I freaking love it. Are you going to be traveling more anytime soon? Or, I mean, I know you're going to Italy this this week. Yeah, um, the next few months, man, are actually uh, insane. So I'm going to Sicily this Thursday. Um, halfway through that trip, um, we're actually taking an excursion, and we're going to the um, Maltese Islands. So Malta is a country that is in between Sicily and Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going there for three nights, and then we're coming back to Sicily and doing Agrigento. Then I come home. That's a whole 10-day experience. The following week, I'm going to Bimini, which is a really tiny island off the coast of the Bahamas. Um, mm-hmm. It's part of the Bahamas, but it's just this really cool little island. It's very close to Florida. So I'm going there. Uh, and then I get home. I'm home for a month. And then I'm off for a month to go to India, Bhutan, uh, Thailand, and Japan. Okay. And so – your marketing company pays for this. So this, this is, this is like a write off through your marketing company or are you being sponsored? I mean, I know these are a little like deep questions, but I mean, who pays for those trips? I go where I'll put it this way. I don't have people that reach out to me to say, um, Hey, no one in India said, Hey, we want you to come to India. We're going to fly you over and we're going to host you here, host you there, host you there. Um, and what it more so was is I've always wanted to go to India somewhere. I've always wanted to go. I love Indian food. I love Southeast Asia. I wanted to explore more of it after I went to Thailand a few years ago. And um, I decided that I wanted to go. So, you know, whenever I go somewhere, I always reach out to brands that are within um, the same level of integrity and the brands that I would be most interested in, in not only 
working with, but if I wasn't working with them, I would stay there. If that makes any sense to you. Um, and I'll send absolutely them, send them my media kit, introduce themselves, to, introduce them to me and my brand, um, and kind of just leave it there. I never really like ask for specifics. I just see what they kind of come back with. And some people are very enthusiastic. Some people I never hear back from, and some people say no. Uh, you know, I've gotten I've gotten from A to Z on that realm. So it's it's an interesting question. But what I would say is that I am sponsoring myself for my own dreams, and I get some hookups along the way. But I never expect them and I never need them. That's one thing I've always wanted to make sure of. Hence why I started my marketing company. I don't want to be an influencer that's like, I need everything for free. And yep, the yep, red yep. carpet rolled out for me. And if you don't, then I'm not posting for you. On my end, it's like, I want to make enough money that I can do what I want and how I want. And if I just so happen to um, be blessed with a hookup, then I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing the same thing. I just, the beauty is I can kind of use my restaurant and, you know, um, profits from that as a vehicle to go explore other markets to open more restaurants and travel and which is great. So instead of using, you know, a marketing company to kind of house the, you know, the travel, I just use my restaurant in the same way and go to Vegas and, you know, look for connections for stuff like this or for, you know, other deals for expanding business or whatever it may be. Right. You know, I'm like in talking to you, like I'm as equally passionate in business and grinding and just making money as you are in like cuisine and history. And I know you want to make money too, cause you're an entrepreneur. So it's, it's cool to like hear people as passionate that are still using social media, like to their benefit that are really just out grinding. And that's just like part of the overall show. You know what I'm saying? Like you've got so many, you got so many other layers. I mean, I, I could probably have another podcast and just talk to you about marketing for hours. Oh yeah. Because- marketing is, you know, it's a very interesting world and branding, especially, especially in the time and the day we're living in, you know, it's all about how you market yourself and your Instagram and your Facebook become your digital storefront and how people see you. And it, it's the same actually goes true for your personal brands and who you are. And uh, I'm actually going to be trying to, I'm, I'm expanding this. I've been speaking at some, um, uh, travel shows and um, to some like private companies about how their employees' personal Instagrams can be used as a vehicle of uh, modern day resume or portfolio. It's their personal brand and they should really put more effort into it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like companies should be checking social medias when they hire people. I figure they probably are. Well, I am. Whenever I, whenever someone sends me an uh, uh, application, the first thing I'm doing is checking you out on social media. That's number one. Nice. Yeah. And I saw that on your profile. What is that? Like you're hiring? What, what is, what is that link in your bio? Yeah. So I'm hiring interns um, and I'm hiring part-time workers to help me execute creative campaigns. So okay, people that, that, you know, are going to be an extension of myself and what I do for my marketing company. Awesome, dude. So basically right now you have, uh, I mean, do you, do you just work out of your home? Do you have like an actual office in New York? Like how, how does your, what does your marketing company look like on a day-to-day basis? Oh, <laughs> that's a funny question. It's everywhere. It is everything. And it is, you know, just, it's changing every single day. Some days I'm in Starbucks. Other days yep. I'm at my kitchen table. Other days it's 12, 12 at night and I'm in my bed doing work. You know, uh, I am working 24-7. There's no stopping for me. Uh, and that's why I kind of decided that it's time to hire people. Because uh, I can, you know, I can push myself and grind only so much before I got to, say, all right, it's time to get some help. So um, that's, you know, I've hired two people thus far. The first person that I hired was my mom. 
And um, now the other guy on my team is one of my best friends from college. Because, you know, you know, for me, one of the most important things is really to um, give back to, to your people and give back to your local community um, and really just be like a hometown guy. You know, for me, my hometown, my hometown is Long Island, and I really want to represent Long Island to the best that I can. And I want to kind of put on for that scene and, and um, make my fellow Long Islanders proud, if that makes sense, that I come from there. Absolutely, man. Dude, I freaking love it, man. So you're winning, obviously. What uh, Other than that, you're going to keep expanding on your social media and you're just going to keep expanding your marketing company. I know about the long hours. It's crazy. Like I'm working more in so many different ways than I ever had in the restaurant business. I've been in the restaurant business 20 years. Wow. No partners, no investors, nothing. Yep. Um, you know, opening restaurant. I'm opening up pretty much a restaurant a year is the is the path I'm on right now. I love that, bro. And that. Um, Gary V, I met with him and he told me this face to face. He said, you need to start hiring managers and you need to give up control. And since he told me that and he gave me some other pointers that were a little more just, you know, how to hire and how to hold people accountable and stuff like that. I literally took, I took his advice and I have literally been doing nothing but just open restaurants. I love that. Now, can I, can I give you a guilty confession of mine? Yes. I have never in my life listened to Gary Vee. I've never in my life listened to a podcast on marketing, nothing. I have literally just thrown myself into the gauntlet to start. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. In fact, I'm very much looking forward to diving into Gary Vee, but I want to do it coming from a platform where I've kind of morphed my own vision of what I want to do. And now when I listen to him, I'm not going to let it, you know, make me who I am, but rather shape the guy I've already built and the the platform I've already built and and then skyrocket it from there, you know? But I don't think there's anyone that really I could say is like, wow, you know, he has done it for me. And um, I mean, besides people I look up to like, you know, uh, Jay-Z, uh, you know, if you oh, I to, love Jay-Z. <laughs> Jay-Z is my, uh, that's, that's the dude right there. But, yeah. um, you know, uh, I have to get into that though. I know that I, I haven't listened to Gary Vee yet, but he is like the supreme Don of all this stuff. And I got to kind of just dive in. Yeah. Well, I mean, pretty much what he said to me, um, and I have one more question after I tell you this, what he said to me was, he's like, Johnny, what do you give your customers? I said, so what do you mean? He said, on a scale of one to 10, what do you give them? I said, tens. And he says, okay, well, that means nines and tens. I was like, okay. He said, what do your competitors give them? I said, sixes and sevens. He's like, you need to put people in a position to give them eights and nines, and you'll still win. And it really don't, he's like, otherwise, you'll never scale your business. You'll never grow. You're going to pull your hair out trying to be multiple places at the same time. Right. That's you need to true, be able man. to trust people to carry out your vision. That's what I've been doing. That sounds like what you're doing. You're hiring people to carry your vision into the digital space yes and it hasn't been easy though i will say that you know you go through a lot of applicants and you got to find the right person i'm not going to just hire someone because it's been three weeks and i I need someone i'm going to wait for the right person at all you know that's number one all right so last question without any real help or a roadmap in marketing how did you do that was it just all gut was it intuition just natural skill like where where did you muster up the strength to build a marketing company without much, you know, uh, I don't want to say education because you obviously went to college and that expands the brain no matter what, but mm-hmm. just wh- where did that come from? So it's all, it's all coming from life experiences. I, I've taken nice. every, I've, I've taken everything I've known as a waiter 
of being a waiter for over a decade, that helped me out exponentially. Because when you think about it, what I like to think of as myself and what I do for my clients is I become their digital waiter. You know, I'm a waiter to the world. I'm putting out these dishes and I'm digitally serving it up in your face um, on my Instagram feed, on their Instagram feed, on their Facebook. And I'm telling people about the dish. I'm telling them about the restaurant. It has to come from a place of passion, which is why uh, my, my number one rule of thumb is I will never work with a restaurant who doesn't have the integrity that I would pride myself upon eating there uh, once a week. So that has always been my number one thing. If I work with you, it's because I love you. I love your brand. I love what you're doing. And uh, that's the only way that I would ever feel comfortable to promote it and put it out there to the world, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I love it. That's why we got to get you down in North Carolina, man. Oh, yeah. I'll, don't worry. I'll be down there. I'm in, I'm in Charleston at least two to three times a year, so I'll make the trip to well, North Charleston's Carolina. an awesome food town also, man. I, yes. I, I, I get over there a lot. Yes. So maybe I'll do a trip, and I'll hit North Carolina before I head down to South Hey, man, I, let me tell you this right now. You're, you're taken care of. I've got, I've got hotels in town, transportation, you name it. It's all covered. Excellent. So, um, so, and then, you know, that's really been it, man. It's just that I've taken what I've known as a waiter and applied that to digital marketing. And on top of the fact that when you study cultural um, anthropology and history, international studies, you learn a lot about people and trends and demographics. And you got to take that and apply it to what is going on. Thirdly, to be quite honest with you, I grew up with social media. I was there for the, the boom of Facebook, the, um, the revolution of Instagram. So, I grew up in it. I, I know what it is. I've tested it personally. And um, I think that that's an invaluable skill that I'll never be able to replicate or that a class could really ever teach you, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, they really don't have classes on how to manipulate or use or really grow on social media yet. And let me tell you, once they do, it's going to be junk because you got to stay so up to date and so ahead of the times that the class would change every year. I mean, well, that's exactly right. It's, it's changing every day. And that's the that's the beautiful thing about it and the hard thing about it. It's like riding a wave and you got to know it. But, you know, a lot of the times, too, where people get caught up and where it kind of loses its validity is that you have some people who abuse social media because they're not really making a difference. And that's the whole point is like just because you put a picture up on Instagram and you get 200 likes and so and so comments and you stimulate it. You know, look, we, I, I stimulate some stuff on my account too. Like you have like stimulate in the sense of um, like getting other accounts to comment on your picture and things like that. It just kind of stimulates the algorithm. But listen, getting 10 accounts to comment on your picture is not giving you 3000 likes. Otherwise, everybody would be, you know, like crazy. So really what it comes down to is you have to really make sure that you're hitting an audience in an authentic way. It has to be genuine, it has to be authentic, and it has to be totally real. Otherwise, businesses are never going to want to work with you. And I've prided myself on um, growing my, my, my client's business at the end of the day. You know, they need to see ROI. They need to see bigger numbers than the year before. And that's the whole reason why I keep them all for two years plus. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, dude. You're freaking crushing it, dude. I absolutely love it, man. I'm a new... Uh... I'm going to say it's time to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was great talking to you, man. It was really nice. No, dude, we're going to do this. We're going to do this again because I want to talk marketing. I want to talk food. I want to get up with you. We have a busy, busy schedule on this podcast. And again, we're just kind of getting going with it. But it was awesome. Kind of like you've definitely gotten us off on the right foot because, you know, I was actually like, well, man, this guy is huge. And I mean, it's I still look up, man. I'm never too successful or too – I'm always humble. 
I look up to people for what they are, and you're doing a fantastic job. I love all of it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't BS people. Like, I'm not going to study you a ton before I interview you. I like to get people know. I like to get to know people for an interview. That's why yep. I do this. I looked at some of your stuff, and I was like, this dude has it going on. I was like, so I, I looked at a few things that, I, that really caught my eye. And it's funny because you hit on a lot of the things I saw. So, I mean, that's. Oh, well, it's been a pleasure, man. And honestly, you know, thank you for um, all the encouragement. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. There's nothing better than being humble and really keeping yourself grounded. To be honest with you, there's no amount of likes or followers or anything that can really change the way that I see the world, which is that, um, you know, we should all just be doing good for people and um, giving back to our community and never, never taking it, never taking um, our blessings for granted i think that's really what it comes down to you got to look at every day as if it's a a blessing and seize all the opportunity that it offers yeah i mean i've worked i've worked with people that were huge accounts that i thought were going to help me greatly that were totally bs and um you know i work with people like you and it's nice it's a breath of fresh air to work with people who have their account on the right path and are able to help me in a way where, you know, hopefully I can help them get them some followers and actually point people that trust me. My social media followers live and die by what I say. They believe in me. So when I say, hey, go follow the grub father, he's got some awesome stuff going on. They're going to go. Thank you. you, know? Thank you. But I wouldn't want I don't want to just openly send people to a junk account. That's like I call it. Uh, the joke I always make is, is like, would you like an Instagram account with a side of Sri Lanka, sir? <laughs> yeah no it's so true it's so true and um look and the one thing that i've learned mostly is that people are gonna have a lot to say no matter what you do in life and um you know even even through this i've seen people kind of throw shots at me and they uh they don't because they don't understand why my account grew as fast as it did and how i'm getting my interaction rates up but they don't realize that um and i was saying this yesterday in my story you can't replicate someone's journey you can't replicate someone's worth ethic and you can't replicate their blessings for yourself it had you have to take what you have and your worth ethic and your blessings and carve your own path and that's how you're going to get to where you get so anytime anyone ever makes you know try and makes um me feel inferior or tries to throw negative energy my way i am i am uh, totally blind to it you know it's just like I, I don't welcome any negative energy into my life um and when people w- want to work with me or collaborate with me there's nothing but positive in that and I, that's why i was so happy to do this with you man well, man, you know I'm going to get you down to North Carolina one way or another. You got in touch with my marketing people. I'm going to be able to get your contacts and all that. And when you're down here, I will make it worth your while. You'll come through here. We're going to eat, and we're going to have some fun. Yo, if you have pizza waiting for me, man, I'm, I'm there without a doubt. I got it for you, man. Salvatore, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to butcher this, D. Benedetto. Yo, you nailed it, bro. You nailed Salvatore, it. Salvatore, D. Benedetto, the grub father is in the house. And, hey, man, you have a great, great night, and enjoy your trip to Italy, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. You have a great day, and uh, best of luck in New York. Take it easy, man. Bye.